Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Very spooky. Very Halloween-y. Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the podcast where we crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar are my good mates, Dan, Dad McDadit, and Lord Goosington. How you going, boys? Excellent. That's Lord Goosington the third to you. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I don't want to, uh, yeah. I, I got you mixed up with your grandfather, Ash. You just have the same <laughs> eyes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful eyes. Such luscious locks they both have as well. Great yeah. genetics. Yeah, so I wish I had some of those genetics. Just uh, <laughs> I heard that uh, your grandfather could jump the castle walls just with one leap. Oh, he could. He was also terrorising civilians on the street of London. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> um, he was what? Jack the Ripper? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always love our uh, silly little names we've got, especially Dan. Dan with all, all caps. Jeez. Who went all out? Dan! With three or four exclamation marks? I can't really tell. Uh, it's three. It's three. Four. We, we've heard you of Angry needed... Dad, and now we have Angry Dan. <laughs> we need a um, just a one in there as well. Oh, my God. The dog's come up next to me, and her breath smells so bad. <laughs> Who let the fucking dog in the bar anyway? That's what I, that's what <laughs> oh, I say. Oh, you always get that one guy with the dog in the bar. Mm, yeah. Oh, don't bar needs the dog. At, don't at, worry about <laughs> Frank. He won't bite no one. At Beachport, they had no problem with letting dogs in, especially just, like, to walk through to, like, the outdoor area where the smokers and that are. So there's always dogs getting around, and there was this one guy called Owl. He always brought his Jack Russell in, and it just fucking ran around the bar, just <laughs> causing mayhem. Sounds we like had, a Jack Russell. When mm. I was working at the Grand in Millicent, I don't know what the guy's name was, but he used to bring in his staffy, and it was always wearing sunglasses. <laughs> like, just yeah, his sunglasses, it was wearing them. And I asked him why he did it one time, and he was just like, yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, Fair it's, enough. I thought he might be just really onto it, just really trying to protect protect his dog's eyes because dogs don't have the best vision as it is. So you really got to try and protect them, protect those eyes. Where? Well, where I would have thought from that is dogs can't look up. <laughs> That's from uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, but oh, dogs can <laughs> look up. <laughs> Not well. They you know don't have to worry about it if they've got sunglasses on. Which is a nice uh, Halloween themed movie. Though. Good, good, good reference there. Halloween themed reference. Very, very good movie. I haven't seen it in years. It's been a long time. No, neither have I. I, I watch, uh, what's the other one? Hot Fuzz pretty regularly because I just love that movie so much. Mm. Oh, man. I need to go back and watch them. I think I saw did you, did... Uh, the <laughs> cinema up here in Adelaide was doing um, uh, classic, re- classic like back-to-backs. And they had Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim back to back, which is a good little. Oh, thing. Scott Ooh. Pilgrim is top five favorite movies of all time mm. for me. I so, love so that movie. Scott Pilgrim, do you guys all love it? Like Universal yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, I don't know. I watched it once, boys, and I'm going to be that fucking one asshole in the group. <laughs> I sort of watched it, and mind you, I watched it just on my laptop on my bedroom floor, so I didn't have like the, <laughs> the, true, the true experience, but. I sort of just sat there after hearing the hype about it and watched through it, and I went, "Yeah, well, it was fine." I don't know if it it just like it grabbed me necessarily, but 
It no? definitely grabbed me the first time I saw it. It was just like it was probably the first one of those movies that really nailed that comic book movie style. Yeah. yeah. There's quite a few of them now, but I'd say that was the first one. I think it came out in 2010 and I saw yeah. it in the cinemas with my friends and I kind of knew what it was. Like I'd seen ads, but I hadn't heard anything else about it and I was just blown away from it when I saw it. Because I saw it again me, like two days later <laughs> in the cinemas again. It's right the up my alley. Is, I love games. I love, you know, comics and all that type of stuff. And even the uh, the Scott Pilgrim game, I listen to the soundtrack all the time on my iPod. The game's great. But, yeah, this the, uh, no, the movie. But it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's I'm going to get Sarah, isn't stabbed. It? You stand his little smug face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that cute little face. So let's go along the bar, boys. What are we drinking tonight? I know it's a Monday night compared to the usual weekend we record on, but uh, you know, Monday night it's it's a good occasion to get a little bit of a piss up going on. So Dan, what are you what are you drinking tonight? You usually have the experimental stuff, but you might be on the water. You trying to behave yourself tonight, or Uh, it's not exactly experimental, but it's from a brewery in the Riverland, Woolshed Brewing. It's just a just a pale, um, pretty standard compared to some of my past fare, but mm. we'll see. It's not, it's not like a salt and vinegar flavored pale ale or something like that. Ah, uh, you joke, but I have actually seen that in the bottle shop. I have too, and it's disgusting. I've tasted it. It's <laughs> awful. It's as bad. It tastes like salt and vinegar. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, salty food does go with beer, but like. I'm not a salt and vinegar person anyway. I love salt and Ooh. vinegar, but not my drinks. Oh, big words, big words. <laughs> they're, they're, words not my, they're not my preferred um, bread flavor of chips. Mm. What is your preferred? If you say original or sour cream and onion, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> I put honey soy is, chicken. Yeah. Uh, honey soy chicken's fine. Yeah. No, it's delicious. Honey soy chicken. Mm. Or, or corn chips. I always find when I eat honey soy chicken chips, it's just like this thing where it's like the first three you have are amazing and then after you've had like 10, they almost have no flavor anymore. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I just smash a whole pack. <laughs> <laughs> a, by the way, it's quite a nice pale, boys. I would recommend it. Would recommend. Excellent, excellent. Right. Well, I didn't even have a drink for people listening. No, continuity, I've nailed it. But if anyone was watching, I just got up and ran to the fridge and came back with a beer. I've just pinched one of my sister's beers. I'm on the Great Northerns. Oh, pinch oh you're in the waters tonight then. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to drink because I have been hitting the beers pretty hard since I've been out of quarantine. But you guys asked. I thought, fuck it. We're at the bar. We'll have a drink. Yeah. I've got myself a cheeky passion fruit UDL, boys. <laughs> in true oh, South, South Australia fashion. Boom, baby. Love that. Look at that new labeling. It looks like the old labeling. It's uh, it's yeah, going a bit yeah, retro, a, eh? Retro, yeah. 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 There's, there's too much glare to really see. I, I, I remember the old logo because there was an old one left in my fridge for like eight years. Oh, and it's <laughs> and still, it still, had that, still had that old labeling. I'm like, I never drank them, so I don't know who brought them. But <laughs> as soon as you crack it and it starts speaking to you from the inside, I just, just put it down and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> if the devil speaks in tongues at you from it. That's the can that Dan was using in his nuclear fission testing. Ah, <laughs> yes. The UDL. That always goes down. <laughs> yeah. And I've just got a Kraken and Cola. Nice, uh, a nice stubby of it. Delicious stuff. Delicious. This Lovely. is still left Kraken, over from Krakens. We- yeah. Still left <laughs> over from our wedding, I think. This, this one. Uh, yeah. So hopefully it uh, still holds up. I'm sure, I'm sure the sugar will preserve the, 
<laughs> the rum. Sure, it's not as bad as some of the beers you've had left in your fridge. So, yeah, no, no. I'm not the biggest fan of those premix krakens. I find them too sweet. You're not the biggest yeah. fan because he's right here, Ash. He's right here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. Oh, I'm a big fan of regular kraken. That's what I was drinking at the bar last night. Boy, oh nice. Uh, Ash, he got me hooked on. Uh, drinking Kraken and then mix it with alcoholic <laughs> ginger beer. Ooh. And rum and dry, rum yes, dry. that is really nice. Wild. That is really it nice. Is hey. Wild. Sa- Sailor my, Jerry's in dry. Very my nice. boss, <laughs> my old boss from Melbourne, actually introduced me to that. Um, was it first time or second? It was the second time I went to Tassie for work. We went to this bar in Hobart. I can't remember what it was called. It was on the beach or the like jetty front thing there. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's like, you got to try these drinks that we were having last time we were here. And I was like, all right. He goes to the bar and gets double shots of Kraken and mixes them with the Brookvale ginger beer. And I had I had two of them. But after the first one, I was like, man, I'm like pissed. This is hectic. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because like the, the ginger beer, like some of them are like really strong as it is, let alone adding like a, a full spirit to it. Yeah, a double shot of yeah. the spirit. And it doesn't taste it inc- like it either. Like it tastes like you're no, just it was incredibly it good too. Yeah. It was very good, nutritious and delicious. <laughs> very nutritious. It'll uh, it'll do you well. <laughs> and uh, your body will thank you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Before we uh, move on to the Krakens, guys, just a bit of a cheeky shout out to uh, a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Oliver Chaston. He's he uh, <laughs> he he listened, he he listened to all of the Kraken Furfies in the tractor uh, last week. So, oh, did he? So, oh, that what poor a legend. Guy. So I, I saw him. Uh, I saw him on the weekend. He's like, Drew, it feels like I've been with you all, all weekend, <laughs> all week, man. I'm like, yeah, well, we've been there just talking shit. Could you imagine just uh, what is it like, 15 hours of this show? <laughs> one week, <laughs> and man, it's Ollie hard enough. He's also got new person one hour. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes. So yeah, shout out to Ollie. Oh, yeah. He'll be on the show eventually. He's he's keen. He'll, he said he's going to come over sometime and. Jump I, I on the did mic. see the message that you screenshot and sent to our group, mm. him saying that he's been listening to it heaps. He said that Tom is his hero. Yeah, no, he's fallen in love with Tom. Even though I'm, I, I'm a close family friend, doesn't like me, but Tom, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom's the one. Um, I'm going to have to duck out that week because you should never meet your heroes. And, I'll <laughs> and Tom would reaffirm that because he's just such a fuckhead. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll ruin his whole life if he meets me. <laughs> He'd be like, he would just be like, hey, hey, Tom, how you going? Like, Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I just wanted to um point out as well. I don't know why I say point out. You guys wouldn't have known. But like I'm using my sister's computer because I'm in Perth at the moment. Um, I guessed her pin because I sent her a message asking for it and she didn't get back to me. And I managed to guess it just because I know her Yeah, what's her well pin? Enough. What's her pin, Ash? <laughs> six nine four twenty. Yeah, six nine four twenty. Um, but also, she doesn't. She just uses the standard web browser. So I'm currently talking to you guys on Microsoft Edge. Oh, actually, um, edgy so edge. for for work, I have to do everything through Explorer and Windows Vista. Windows, Windows, Windows Vista. Vista. Disgusting. No, I installed Firefox. Installed Chrome. Um, the programs we have to use don't work through them. Have to use Explorer, <laughs> not even Edge. Explorer. Wow. There was something that I used to do for work that would only work on Internet Explorer just because it's got like really old compatibility with certain yep. things and the, a lot of the newer ones don't have it. I'm surprised they even still have compatibility for like Firefox and Chrome for Vista. 
Was it um, chiseling hieroglyphs hierogly- <laughs> without your, like, timesheets? Did you, yeah, did you have to um, use, like, punch cards? <laughs> so when I clock out, I have to leave a cave painting on the wall, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that makes no sense to me because, like, I, I assume, like, what you do has, like, a fair bit of technology to it. See, and that's just, what I thought. And just the fact like, oh, it's I'll driven just- by Vista is <laughs> I'll, I'll is install weird. my favourite browsers, like, make things work a little smoother. No. No, it'll just make make things not work. I'll install my favorite browsers. <laughs> I'll install all of them. <laughs> oh, I'll so many to choose. Oh, the Chrome, Firefox, or maybe I'll the, even get a Mac and get Safari. Who knows? I'll install what was the fucking? Um, was it the Google's old one? Was it Opera? Yeah, it's Opera. Was that Google? Yeah. yeah. Just run Google Opera. <laughs> no way, man. That would probably actually Jeeves work, guy. <laughs> ask Jeeves. I actually want Linux. Um. Running Linux. Wait, wait, wait. But was that it might break pile? the entire system. Was Dogpile a thing? Oh, yes. Oh, I remember Dogpile. Yeah. Go. No. What was it? Like <laughs> go, ask no. go Daddy or something? Uh, that, that sounds way, like, a, like so, if I Google, Google that, I would be blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I know GoDaddy is domain hosting. Yeah, yeah. But there were some things that said, like, or like Big Mama or something. <laughs> what team just descends on Maddie when she's out and about? <laughs> well, I've g- just been looking up GoDaddy and Big Mama on her computer. <laughs> like, yeah. no, my friends told me to. Was- yeah, what comes up if you're at Big Mama? I'm not doing that. Martin Lawrence, I am. Big Mama's house. Surely. I'm on my own computer. I, I, I look up much worse stuff than Big Mums. So. <laughs> it, just comes, yeah, it just comes up with Big Mums house. <laughs> it comes up with like the different pubs actually in like local towns. Big Reminds Mom, me of um, Big Mama's like pizza. In the, <laughs> in the original Age of Empires games where there was that cheap Big Daddy and Big Mama and it was oh, the yeah, guys yeah. in the cars like out the window with yeah. RPGs. Basically like an instant win code. Yeah. <laughs> Mums. You guys fans of uh, Big Big Mothers or just uh, you like keeping them <laughs> well, small? Big Mothers in general or the movie Big Mama's House? No, just, <laughs> just Big Mothers in general. <laughs> I mean... My mother is tiny, so, so like yeah. she's shorter than I am, and I'm probably the shortest out of all of us. Yeah, so I, I can vouch for that. Really Tom, both, of, both of Tom's parents are quite small. <laughs> it's it's like a reverse Russian doll situation where they're smaller <laughs> and I'm slightly bigger, and my kids are going to be slightly bigger than me again. And then, then we're like going to cut you out and hollow you open and put you all inside of each other. <laughs> I mean, I can only Ooh. hope. There's gonna come a time where it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's just a natural sort of uh, process that happens to families. That's the circle of life, my friends. It is. It is. Did you know Russian circle. dolls actually were invented in Japan? <laughs> really? Yeah, they yeah. look Japanese. Yeah. I mean, fair cool. I'm not gonna dispute it. I mean, that's probably one of his furfies tonight. <laughs> no, my furf is uh, man picks up walking cane. <laughs> Woman picks up walking cane and old couple falls over. <laughs> it's, it's, it has to be old people. From now on, mine are just old people thing. <laughs> you, can't, you can't still dance, though. He's already got it. Old, old people from Essex. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to light farts on fire. <laughs> Trying to light farts on fire and they really like raw chicken. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about the Salmonella cult. <laughs> what? Yeah, this we, was before you joined, Tom. I accidentally started a cult of people that love Salmonella. Yeah, so Ash loves Salmonella. Um, apparently, Dan is a like, 
I pushed out old ladies. No, no. What was what, what it? Uh, um, not not a physicist. What'd you, what'd you uh, call a, him, Ash? a nuclear physicist, yeah. <laughs> oh, nuclear, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I've got my, my nuclear fission lab in behind that <laughs> locked door that no one can see. So Tom is John Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is just John Richardson and Drew uh, loves Lana Rhodes. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or is Drew just slightly more handsome than he was last time we did this? He's looking good. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a very badly audio-based thing, but he's looking quite good right yeah, now. To all the listeners, um, yeah, I, I look fantastic at the moment. <laughs> Th- thanks for pointing that out, Tom. He's um, an eleven, but I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even try lying to people actually watching. Yeah, so <laughs> I, um, yeah. I probably look much worse because I'm using like the laptop webcam that's built in. <laughs> yeah, normally I've normally got a like a HD one. And I so, probably just well, look the you same as what normally you do. get. That 420 KB <laughs> transfer rate. Well, when we were when we setting up, uh, I think Dan was uh, trying to balance a card on top of his computer to stop to the light. I trying to block the glare. I ended up making a stack of books behind my laptop to balance a book over my webcam without falling over. So You just need to get like you? some card something like that won't fall down, like won't lean over and blue tack it to the top. That's what I was basically trying to do and didn't have any blue tack handy. So I used the next best thing and it did not work. A stack did of you... books, the most similar <laughs> substance to blue tack known to man. There's you always don't hang your posters up with stacks of books. <laughs> There's always did next you... week. No, then. because it keeps ripping reverse, the paint right? off the walls. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, boys. Shall we crack some furfs then? Let's try and crack shall some furfs. All right, who wants to go first? Not me. I'll go first. I'll get mine out of the way because I did them <laughs> in about... I reckon this is a new record for me. I think I threw these together in about two minutes while we were like getting ready to start. We were already all here talking to each other. Yes. And round. I think it's going boat. to be very easily guessed. So I have no oh, hopes this time. <laughs> Story, B, number two. Story number two. <laughs> okay. Story number one. Morbid serial killer and cult museum becomes surprise tourist hotspot during pandemic. Um, story number two: Man turns himself into Spider-Man by using math sum to stick to walls. And story number three: Sales of squid products have gone through the roof with the success of popular TV show Squid Game. I think right. I would like to stay with story number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some details on all of the stories. So, story number one. Visitors have flocked to Graveface Museum in Savannah, USA, to catch a glimpse of the creepy collectibles on display, including Charles Manson's sweatpants and the spine of the, and the spine of Church of Satan founder Adam Levey. Levy. Anton Levy. The guy from Maroon Five. <laughs> yeah, I think I said that because that's what I thought of when I read it. It's Anton Levy. L-A-V-E-Y, okay. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I also didn't write much for these because I threw them together so quickly. Uh, Story number two. YouTuber Liam Thompson watched an advert for Flex Tape, a strong waterproof tape, and wanted to put it to the test. Wow, I should have written more down for that. (laughs) That's all I've got for that one. And story number three. 
The success of Netflix's hit TV show Squid Game has caused sales of many things to go through the roof, being the most sought-after Halloween costume this year, but it also led to shortages of squid-based products across the US. Yes, I haven't written much for any of these. They're all in um, Halloween fashion. They're skeleton stories. <laughs> hey. These stories are the skeleton crew of the show this week. <laughs> no, mine one will be. I'll, I'll have even less. <laughs> and that's one of his. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I'm going to go with the third one because Squiddy Boy reasons. Squid Boy. Mm. Squid Boy and Stronk Girl. <laughs> Dribble. <laughs> uh, ASMR <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> might go. Might go number two. Oh, flex tape, Spider Man. Yeah, that sounds like fun though. So that does sound like fun. Um, as fun as it is, I'm also going to go with number two. Ooh. Oh, I can confirm that I think Tom knows the inner workings of my mind, and it is story number three. We were so somebody, we were talking about Squid Game earlier as well, so I was yep. thinking about. But I did that as like a red herring. I thought that like people would think that we just talked about that, but I think that like you wouldn't have written it if we were just talking about it. So they would think that it was double true because us. of that. The old double bluff. Mm. But yes, no. The as far as I know, there's no shortage of squid based products in the US. <laughs> Why not? I, I mean, I would be disturbed if people were using actual squids to conjure up squid game costumes for Halloween. <laughs> when I wrote that, I didn't mean that they were trying to use squids to make costumes. They were just oh, buying more squid product to eat. I understood. I understood. <laughs> I just went somewhere different with it. I'd be quite impressed if I could get that hot pink dye out of the squids, though. Why not? Ink all over me. Shall I go next? <laughs> go for it, Tom. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, story number one is Squirrel leaves 42 gallons of nuts in man's Chevy Avalanche. <laughs> just drops his nuts in there. Fucking hell. I just want to say, that's a weird measurement to use for nuts is gallons. It was a 42-gallon gal- drum. Oh, that's true. 44 gallons of nuts on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Australia to reformat five cent piece. And is this the... to make it um, openable by uh, Adobe Reader? <laughs> yes, why it is. Brand new format, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chance to get um, to a PDF. <laughs> <laughs> and the third story is mum banned from volunteering at her kid's school because she's on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's 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 beautiful. All the all the teachers just would they'll be just so keen to talk to her, just be like, yeah, especially um, all the male teachers. But oh yeah, just uh, story number three. Your um, son you has been so naughty. <laughs> I mean, I do have a link, and we'll probably put it in the description later on. But we'll um we'll add that to looking up uh what was it, Big Mama and Go Daddy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so many things of- to search on my um incognito tab now. <laughs> yeah, speaking of incognito, uh, Tom, tell us about those nuts. <laughs> I've just got a couple of points here. I can read out more later on if we want to. Good lord. Um, first thing is, man leaves on four day work trip 
returns to Chevy Field to the brim with walnuts. Um, Bill Fisher was his name, and he had to disassemble parts of his car to remove all the nuts. Tess drove the car and still found some rattling around and had to go and get it properly taken apart and serviced. Um, but he has a Facebook page where he detailed everything. Um, he filled up seven six-gallon containers, and he had to pull out uh, pull the fenders off, clean the walnuts out. He thought that he got them all out, took it down the road, and then there was run rolling down the windshield as he went. As he turned around corners. Yeah. But yes, um, the Australia to reformat five cent piece. Uh, there's going to be a new shape. They're going to change it from a circle to a hexagon, and they're going to commemorate famous Australian Steve Irwin on one side, and the animal on the flip side will be a crocodile. Photos being um, nominated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just lost him. Uh, we may never Tom's know the dead. photos being nominated. There we go. He's back. We got Tom back. <laughs> bloody, that was weird. He got kicked out the bar. Bloody hell. <laughs> bloody good the bouncer, out of here. bouncer had had enough of your shit, mate. <laughs> it was Steve Owen. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, it, sorry. I'm not sure what, what you did here and what you didn't hear. You photos said will have word. Yeah. You were talking about the photo. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been nominated uh, by Terry Irwin. She picked her favorite photo, and it's going to get, you know, put into the mint to have his face put on one side. Um, it says there's going to be a special limited run of hexagonal coins put to mint in mid-2020. And then after that run of hexagonal coins, they're going to phase the five-cent piece out because they're going to use those semi-precious metals, being copper and nickel, um, in other areas of production in Australia as the, you know, we're phasing out buying from overseas. They're going to be using those elsewhere. Um, and for the mum band uh, from volunteering at a kid's school because she's an only fans, she's been alienated from um, the school volunteering program because of her job. Um, <coughs> she's so she's a full-time only fans. Yes. Uh, she's she, a harlot. <laughs> she's suing the school for one million dollars in oh, mental gosh. damages. Just one, a, one, one days of wages from her OnlyFans subscribers. <laughs> it's actually a Morant. <laughs> she does like the, the account that she has isn't a nude account. She's always posing in clothes, so she doesn't understand why she shouldn't be allowed to. Yes, it's adult content, but she's not actually doing anything that it's not other. Like- Actually, like, pornographic content, okay. Lingerie models do the same thing in like a Coles ad where they show, you know, knickers and bras type thing. So yeah. that's one of the points that she made. There's no lips or cheeks being shown. Oh, like, God. <laughs> <laughs> lips, oh, lips that or cheeks. Reminds me of like, you know, when you're in high school and people say weird shit. One of my mates always used to say like just... Like if you were ever say, like, he's just a dickhead. He just was talking pure shit. He wasn't being serious. But you'd like you'd tell him you're going to go on a date, and he'd be like, "Oh, you're going to kiss her on the downstairs lips." Oh god! <laughs> god. Oh, you, yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> kissy, kissy. Did he also wear a trucker hat and have a big like <laughs> chopper mo? Oh yes, god! Yes, he did. In year ten, 
<laughs> oh, yeah. My name's Derek and I'm here to slay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it that I'll give you. How about that? How about that? How about that? That's Cash right. me outside. <laughs> right. Well, my initial thoughts. Squirrels are very... Nut orientated. Yeah. and that <laughs> Love nuts. They don't give up. They're very persistent. So, And they can carry <laughs> a lot of nuts at a time. They can fit like eight walnuts in their mouth. It's wild. I've seen a video of one stuff in its mouth with nuts. It's just like you put it puts in two and you're like, it already can't fit anymore. And then it just keeps going and going and going. It's actually wild. Are you sure you're not on OnlyFans with this kind of knowledge? (laughs) Yeah, I just film squirrels putting Just stuffing those cheeks with nuts. Bloody hell. So that one sounds very plausible to me. And they also like will store them all in the same place. Mm. I think. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm no naturalist. All right. Um, the second one, I think, also might be true because I have heard many times in the past about them considering to phase out the five cent piece. But you also might have heard that and be using that against me. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> at the same time, I'm not that smart. <laughs> Oh, come on, Tom. We know we know you've got something going on the uh, thing of yours. Ollie would also disagree. Yeah, Ollie How would disagree. He fucking I, loves that head of yours. I'm going to go with number three just because I think the OnlyFans thing is very topical. Mm-hmm. Oh, the times. I, there were a couple, couple things that popped up in the five cent coin story that looked like flags to me. Yeah. Um, you said one side of the coin is going to have a picture of Steve Irwin and then one side of the coin is going to have a picture of a, the crocodile. Yeah. Is there going to be a third side of the coin for the queen's head? No. And, and... <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Do you know how coins work, Dan? It's not being turned into a dice. <laughs> it might be. Devlin <laughs> um, over here. Dimension the dice. You can roll nat 20s. Dan's also, just like, but where's the queen in all of this? We can't disrespect our queen. That's why it's uh, commemorative. I've seen, like, the pictures of it actually look pretty good. Well, the, the mock-ups that they, have, that they showed on the um, Oh, yeah, show us, show us, Tom. Does it look good? Um, I did think that yeah. initially as well, <laughs> the, um, the queen's head not being on it. But then I think I have seen coins without the queen's head oh, on them before. There's been heaps. There's been heaps, yeah. Like dollars and stuff. Every now and again, like you find like a, a special print or something, just with like some even have like Aboriginal patterns and stuff on them, which is just like yeah, completely different from the the old lady's head. Also, also <laughs> you said mid these would coins would be out by mid twenty twenty. Oh, twenty twenty two. Sorry, is it? Mm, I, I'm going to go with story number two. Dan spies inconsistencies. Yeah. Right. Um, just no. I've, just I've got to, it written here. If you want to, <laughs> I can spin the other screen. <laughs> just to uh, round it out, because why not? I'm going to go number one. I oh, one of us has to be right. I, I I don't the necessarily answer story uh, number four. <laughs> <laughs> Blank the one I didn't read out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was in the in the in the moments where I was not here. I was reading that story. <laughs> um. All right. Dan, you've picked it, mate. You've hey. picked it. Nice. I actually wrote a pretty convincing story. So I said, two of the main bodies that govern the future currency and finance in Australia, APRA, 
Australian Prudential Regulation Authority and the RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, have met over the weekend to discuss the necessity of the future of the five cent piece. The RBA is set to put a special limited run of hexagonal coins to mint in mid-2022, which will feature Steve Irwin mirrored with a crocodile, to be followed by yet another phasing out and the reduction of Australians... Oh, oh, sorry. oh no! <laughs> well, phasing out of the coin depicting the echidna. The decision was reinforced by the need to pre- preserve copper and nickel that goes towards minting the coins and the reduction of Australians that are carrying physical money. Well done. Well done. But, cool. I mean, it I was would... all bullshit and Dan called it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I would love so to see that coin. If we should have coin. asked you for more details, it would have made it sound more believable. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I would actually love to see that coin. That actually sounds really quite nice. I, I, mean, I just Steve, think... Stevie yeah. Irwin does deserve to be on a coin or a note of some kind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone maybe even a few generations younger than us that doesn't know who he is or what he's done. And like, I mean, he's pretty influential. Like the years that he was here and he got big, everybody knew his name and they knew like he was massively into not just like the conservation of Australian animals, but just animals in general. Mm. He was was more popular in the US than he was in Australia too. So he was huge in the US. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because to us, he's just like, oh, that guy loves animals, but... Over there, it's like, oh, look at this man, Australian, picking up these snakes. Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they're not uh, all that, um, I guess, in tune with, like, what type of snakes and what type of animals we have over here. So just, even just seeing a kangaroo is just like, wow, look at that. <laughs> we see them, they're like pests for us. You see a kangaroo, you're fucking kangaroos. Get out of my way. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> dent in my bull bars. It's exactly what they do. Hello to whoever Tom is waving to. <laughs> he's bringing him on. Oh, he's bringing his... Uh, it's Sun McSonnet. Oh. <laughs> Can you say hello to Uncle Ash? Hi, Uncle Ash. And Uncle Drew? Hello. Uncle Drew. And Uncle Dan? Hi, Uncle Dan. Hello. Danny. All right. Love you. You're going to go to bed? Yeah. All right. You be good. <laughs> That was a very unconvincing yes. So <laughs> he's got to lie there all day. Yeah. <laughs> I like, goes to bed on time. <laughs> I like how we're sitting at the bars. All right, mate, you just uh, sleep under the pool table there. You go to, <laughs> you go to bed there, champ. Dad'll yeah, be out for the pokey soon. Go have a nap in the car. I'll drive us home after I've had a few more. <laughs> just use me chip packet as a blanket, eh? <laughs> yeah, that massive bag of Doritos you just smashed. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Not family size, tribe size. <laughs> tribe size. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. I'll uh, I'll go next because mine will be quick. Mine are, uh, yeah, mine are uh, sort of like Ash's circumstance. Just uh, got here and be like, all right, time to put some stories together. So I um I picked video game themed again. I actually picked Activision Blizzard themed because there's been oh, a lot God. of drama Ooh. going on. I don't like this round already. I like this round because I at least should know one story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, story number one. Activision Blizzard suspends BlizzCon planning. So, BlizzCon is uh, Activision Blizzard's, like, massive uh, convention they have every year to celebrate their games and community and stuff. But this year, they don't have too much to celebrate. There's been a bit of shit going on. (laughs) I won't go into detail just yet about that. Story number two, Bobby Kodak, who is actually their um, COO, um, asked for a minimum uh, salary as Activision 
addresses toxic culture. And story number three, Activision Blizzard adds new game modes to World of Warcraft. So, there are my stories, boys. Um, before I go into a little bit more detail, I don't have much detail on these at all, but <laughs> um, what are we thinking so far? What are we thinking? I'm thinking that I know one of them and that you've, you've spun some pretty convincing, a pretty convincing furphy in there, I would say. I don't know what it is, but I would have trouble discerning out of the two that I know it isn't. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have a, you have a scallywags? I'm going to say it's, they probably have. I'm eliminating story number one because given the amount of horrible PR around them right now, it's very believable that they wouldn't be holding BlizzCon this year. Hmm. But then, well, but then I'm between the other two stories, so. Okay, okay. I'm going to be honest. I missed the second two because my sister's husband just got home and I was talking to him. Um <laughs> So the first one did sound very believable, though. <laughs> uh, so the second one was Bobby Bobby Kodak. Um, Kodak, sorry, um, asked for minimum salary as Activision addresses toxic culture. And story number three was Activision Blizzard adds new game modes to World of Warcraft. Right. Okay. My first thought then would be, if I was picking just off of that, I would probably say story number three because I don't think World of Warcraft has game modes. <laughs> Mm. Oh look at look at Tom raise his eyebrows at that. So <laughs> just like mm. yes. Mm, I'm, so I'm that's almost... what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played it, but it's an MMO, and I don't think really any of them really have mm. game modes. So let me, let me click PvP into this because I I don't play. Uh, obviously, don't play it either. You got your bloody PvP, your bloody PvE, you got your hits, you got your, your, not, your not hits, your dodges, your runs, your jumps, your fishing, your mining. So it says here within like guild houses, you can do like a horde mode to basically grind up XP. Um, there's actually like a PvP sort of area where you can test out your skills. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff here that looks kind of similar to that. Yeah, actually, this I, is I got a no furphy, idea. That is, that is top tier acting. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock it in. Story number three. Yeah, I reckon I'm just gonna go with number three as well. Controversial. I'm gonna pick number one because number one. Yes. Oh, all right. Even though that I think that this is probably true. Uh, it's just all too convenient. And I think that he would know that we know there's bad PR and he'd be like, oh, maybe we could do a bit of this cheeky nonsense. Ah, the old the old double bluff. All right. So that was uh, unfortunately not a double bluff on uh, Tom's behalf. <laughs> wow, wow. But uh, <laughs> number three was my very quickly put together story. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, like, when Ash just like, there are other game modes, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and the acting begun. I was like, yeah, no, no, there's, uh, there's definitely modes in here, boys. There's uh, 
you, de- you honestly, you did make it sound really believable really fast, but I was yeah. just like, every time I change my mind, I regret it. So I just stuck with it. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to Google mode, Ash. And what is the meaning for mode? Uh, the mode is the value that appears most frequent in a set of data. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's the most recurring value in a set of numbers. Uh, well, That's going on averages, though. Moan, median, moan made median. Well, um, that proves my point, Ash. So, <laughs> the mode is I get every single furphy wrong whenever I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, congratulations, guys. But I just, I want to touch on um, number two just a little bit because um, it's actually a pretty big thing that, because Bobby Kodak, he's been getting like huge pay, pay rises year on year, just to the point where he's literally one of the richest men in the world. Um, he's making just an obscene amount of money, millions upon millions each year. I think the man's worth, um, just off the top of my head, I could be I could be a little bit off here, but he's worth $7 billion. Like, it's oh, just, shit. it's insane. So just the fact that he's actually asking for like, all right, board company, I, I want the minimum salary to actually get this company back on track is actually a pretty big thing. And um, I'm going to go to the bottom here where it's, there's an update. And uh, the ABK Workers Alliance, a group set up uh, by employees across Activision Blizzard and King to push for change, has responded to Kotaku's letter um, calling his statement and his pledges within a huge win. So it seems like everyone within the company is actually pretty happy about it. And it goes on to say, while today was a huge win for us, we uh, remain vigilant and continue to push for other industry practices that need to change. We will stand firm uh, by our demand. Uh, that the investigation must be done uh, by an unbiased third party, which which the um, which the Hermit Hale is not one. So I think that's the guy, the sort of team that's um, investigating Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, just a good little update, I guess, on that front. It's a, it's a good thing to see someone you know that obviously probably doesn't need all that money every year to be like you know what. I don't need to be driven by greed. Let's make, you know, the first positive step into correcting things and getting things back on track. Mm. Yeah, because I'll... What are you talking about? They, they renamed McCree. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like a, a lot of it, you know, it's his fault. It all sort of trickles down from him. He should have nipped it in the bud a long time yeah. ago. So, cool. All right, Dan, what are your stories? All right. Story number one. After a man had few too many drinks, he sent an injured baby bird to a wildlife rescue center in an Uber. <laughs> Story uh, I num- hope to God this is true, this one. <laughs> Story number two. Drunk Florida woman hospitalized after trying to cuddle a Burmese python. Oh, fuck, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> And story number three, a man locks up drunk cop in his own van. (laughs) (laughs) I like the drunk theme. I feel like last night away home from the bar I was at, I might have sounded like a baby bird in the back of the Uber I was in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty pretty much. I don't know who was making that sound because it didn't seem like anybody's mouths were moving. Drew's actually a ventriloquist. Ah, well, he's the <laughs> he threw, he threw his <laughs> he, he managed to throw his voice across half the continent. Oh, so that's wow. quite impressive. That's some, 
Wow. Yeah, strong vocals. I, I didn't realize I could do that, but <laughs> thanks for bringing that to my attention. I might uh, monetize that now. All right. <laughs> and only fans here we come. Just yelling, yeah. <laughs> so I've got, Activision I've got... is known only bands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give, All right, us, give us a bit more. Give us a bit more detail, Dan. Give us more details, Dan. Story number one. You don't exactly have to be sober to still make a difference. <laughs> An animal shelter in Ogden, Utah, says its latest baby bird rescue was delivered by an Uber driver after a man, drinking responsibly, decided he didn't want to risk driving the bird to the shelter himself. Tim Crowley was day drinking with friends on a neighbor's porch on a Saturday afternoon when he saw a little bird fall from the sky, affiliate KSTU reported. Crowley and his friends took a picture of the bird and sent it to the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center of Northern Utah. A representative texted back telling them to bring the bird in. It took two attempts. The first Uber driver backed out, finding the request too odd. But a second one, Christy Gunn, agreed. She put the b- little bird in a box with leaves that the men gave her. The only noise was the chirping, Gunn told KSTU. I guess he was happy when I turned off the air conditioning and rolled down the windows. I think it was a little too cold for him. The orphaned baby bird was less than two weeks old. While we feel we've oh, seen wow. it all and can't be amazed by anything, there is always someone out there to prove us wrong, rehab, rehab centre workers wrote on Facebook. Beautiful. What a nice, heartwarming story. Very wholesome. I really Very hope wholesome. it's true. <laughs> and to something a little different, a Silver Lakes Miami woman has been admitted to hospital with crushed ribs after a cl- close encounter with a nesting Burmese python in the Everglades last Monday. Crystal Lynn Chambers, 33, got a little too up close and personal with the invasive snake late mon- last Monday afternoon, which promptly began constricting her torso. <laughs> she was saved by her husband, Randy Chambers, but not before the big snake crushed several of Miss Chambers' ribs and damaged her lugs. Her husband is not called Randy when she's been consta- constrained by a snake. Surely. <laughs> I don't think that um, somebody's snake constriction status directly correlates with their partner's I, uh, yeah. name. Usually. I don't, don't think she met the guy when he was, she was being constricted. They were already married, so... She was, oh, your name's Randy. This isn't going to work. What if I'm being constricted by a snake and we end up on the news? <laughs> My mind immediately went to Randy from South Park. Yeah, no, me like, too. Straight oh, yeah. away as oh, soon yeah. as I heard it. Because they had that, we had that story about the baseball and the guy, it was Dan doing that story too. And the guy was called Randy Marsh. <laughs> but that was a true story, so... But yeah, I mean, he didn't Jackson. make it up. He's not just reusing the same names. Mm. Anyway, a blood report also stated that she had a blood alcohol level of 0.14, indicating a sustained period of drinking before her adventure through the swampland. Burmese pythons are an invasive species in the Everglades, and the lack of natural predators have allowed them to run rampant in the environment. They are connected to huge drops in the population of most mammals found in the national park. Miss Chambers says that she thought the snake was cute and that they have a similar carpet python in their home. She did not expect the wild animal unused to human interaction would react the way it did to the drunken woman trying to pat its head. It was also clutching a brood of eggs at the time. She was rushed to the Memorial Hospital Miramar, 
suffering from severe breathing difficulties following her constriction. Yeah, you just you don't go up to a snake when it's just like attached to its eggs. Or when your partner's name is Randy. Face it. If your partner's name was like John, then like go for it. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a lot more understandable. Yeah. John's fearless, man. Randy, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> All right, and story number three. A KwaZulu natal man arrested an allegedly drunk police officer and locked him up in the back of his own police van after watching him drive rec- recklessly through the streets of Peter Maritzburg. Russell George of Presbury said he was coming down Stott Street and about to enter Mayor's Walk at about 8 o'clock on Sunday when he noticed a police van driving fast and rec- recklessly. He was driving towards traffic as he turned into Victoria Road. George decided it would be best to call 10-111. He was told the police would be there shortly. After five minutes, no one had arrived. So I jumped out of my car and I approached the driver's side and asked him to come out. He looked at me and I could smell that he'd been drinking. I asked him again and he refused. I then grabbed his keys, pulled him out and locked him in the back of his own van, George said. He added that the police van was badly damaged as as if it had been involved in an accident. Kanye Nikathi, a witness who lives on Howard Road, also said the policeman was drunk when he was pulled out of the vehicle. She said he was quite sloshed. He was weak enough for him to be pulled out and into the back of the van. When he was put in the back of the van, he started crying. (laughs) She said the police officers who arrived there were quite embarrassed. It was ironic because it was a citizen who put him in the back of his own van, she said. Right, Don't okay. tell them how I live. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's soothing. <laughs> um, well, I know that like a citizen's arrest is definitely an actual thing. And that, that story out of the three to me sounds the least believable, but it's usually the least believable that's the most true. Um, I just hope it was George Foreman that put him in the back of the van. <laughs> I just, out of pure wanting one to be true, I'm going to assume that it is, and I think I will go with number three. Okay. I I think I'll go number one. Well, I've got it in for Randy, so someone's going to get it. <laughs> Can confirm that Tom was right to not trust Randy. But that there is, you go. That- Maybe he is. Putting Randy in stories. Uh, Crystal Making Lynn... their stories super Randy. Oh. Crystal Lynn Chambers did not try and cuddle a Burmese python, which means there was a very wholesome drunk man in Utah. That was just a wet dream you had, wasn't it, Dan? Someone, <laughs> someone trying to cuddle with your bloody your python? My mind immediately went to Casey Chambers getting strangled by a snake. <laughs> I don't know why. Just the name Chambers. Oh, fair enough. Oh. Well, Casey Chambers is actually my second cousin. <laughs> yeah. And your uncle. <laughs> She's That's also a priest. Works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Well, that actually worked out pretty well this, this week, boys. Um, I think this is like the first time we haven't had Ash be like, um, well, I actually know one of these. I'm going uh, <laughs> yeah. to sit back and uh, let you guys guess because I know one of them. So I'm probably going to get it right this round. Just letting Mate, you know. I, I, this this week. I probably did know a few of these stories before I got to this weekend and I've just killed that many brain cells. <laughs> that I'm surprised I can still speak. 
So the plan is to always have Ash go out in events before we record. <laughs> just just get no smashed. Time to, no well, time before to I was there. in lockdown and quarantine, so I had nothing to do except look at weird news stories and just watch loads out of 8 out of 10 cats. <laughs> yeah. Just take it really yeah. seriously and just like consume all the news so <laughs> that you never get anything put past you. Oh, wouldn't that make this podcast boring for everyone listening? <laughs> it's like, actually, boys, I know this one. I'm going to sat right now just to ruin the <laughs> just just to ruin Give the it away for everyone every Derail time. it all. Yeah. Well, boys, that was a fun episode. Anything else we'd like to discuss before we have to head on home to our our kids, our wives, our um, <laughs> our family, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers? Timmy, get away from the pool table. I could not have less responsibility to have to go to right now. <laughs> like, I I currently am basically homeless and unemployed. <laughs> Is your sister cooking for you? No, I'm actually cooking for them. I do oh, actually oh. have to that, cook. That's the only reason they allow them to stay there. Yeah. Well, we'll I'm cook cooking for them bed. tonight. He's actually at work, so I'm only cooking for him. Oh, cute. What? You want a light <laughs> candle? Yeah, well, I need to turn the lights on. It is quite dark here now. It was light when I started. The old mechanical candle. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't really have anything I feel like I wanted to add. That's all good then. We can uh, get, on, get on out of here. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to Crack and Furfies. We enjoy it each week and I hope you enjoy it as well. Be sure to jump over the Apple Podcast. Leave us a review. It will definitely help us out. Just letting you let us know what you think of the show. Um, hopefully, be, it's be good. Like Ollie and give us five stars. Yeah, Ollie, get on. Um, <laughs> he listens on Spotify. Um, but uh, if you got Apple Podcasts, there, mate, just uh, <laughs> chuck just over a review. <laughs> quick jump over the pond there. <laughs> no, we're not going to the UK. It's just uh, it's just on your phone, man. It's pretty simple. <laughs> not that much Sorry, effort. I'll- Always get those two mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I was just meant to open an email, but I jumped on a plane. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, hey, sorry, boss. Yeah, I'm going to be late to work. It happened again. <laughs> uh, Christ, Tom, this is the third time. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Doing backflips is so fun. Jumping star jacks, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a cool kid. I like to jump. Jump is what I like to do. Can we can we do that every week? Just someone oh, has I'll... to just come up with lyrics. Yeah, uh, Drew's um, freestyle jump rap is my favourite part of Crack and Furfies. Yep. It's well, my new alarm. Well, boys, uh, this is this is this is your chance. So get back into it. All right, uh, Ash, go. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm good. I feel like mine will be out of time though because I probably don't get it at the exact same time as you do. Okay. Well, just go for it. it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a musical bloody uh, <laughs> just perfection. Mine, I, mine, mine wasn't great either, Ash. It's my first attempt. So go for it, my man. Oh, for fuck's sake. Straight from the top of the dome. I need to go and cook some tea to feed my family. <laughs> All right, Tom. Oh. <laughs>
That's cheating. Well, yeah. Of course it is. I play the instruments, not sing the words. <laughs> what about you, Dan? You got anything uh, up here? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's actually streaming on OnlyFans as well, just on a different camera. Uh, I, I, only if you pay me a hundred dollars for a subscription. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it here, boys. This is the end of cracking furfies. Yeah, yeah. You've got so it was a good old through. show. It was a lot of fun. Now Ash just pissed his pants But now Dan can go and change his jocks But it's good because he's got them on a rack behind him (laughs) Winning That's top shelf content Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you'd like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.